Eternal Dirtles is a Hipsters of the Coast podcast sponsored by Paragon City Games and Bearded Dragon Games. You can support us at patreon.com slash eternal dirtles. Hello and welcome to Eternal Dirtles. I'm your host, Zach Clark, and with me as always, Nathan Golia and Phil Bleckman. It's our 100th episode, guys. What's going on? Hey, 100 episodes, huh? 100 episodes. Oh, man, 100. Keeping it 100, boys. Yeah, dude. This is Phil's 33rd episode. Wow. I, or see, 34th. I'm, I'm, 34th. I'm all about rolling them doubles, man. 33 feels great. It feels like 100. God, I'm hyped. Yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, we, did, uh, we did SCG Baltimore this weekend. Well, you guys did. I did. Yes, Nate. Nate did not go. Nate was Nate was cheering us on from afar. Nate had the best record, though. (laughs) That's right. I was five hundred. Yeah. I went one and two in cube that weekend. Woof. (laughs) We played a cube draft for my friend's birthday. Like a paper cube draft. Oh, that's fun. Yeah, we need we need to have some big cube tournaments. That's what I want to (laughs) watch. I mean, the cube is silly. Like, you just everyone's decks is just all bombs. Yeah, no, I think it's. I would 100% love to watch coverage of a cube event. You know, I draft. I say that, but my my deck was um was blue white control. Like, I had like source of plowshares and uh, the uh, one from the that makes everyone into a stone declaration in stone. Okay. Um, dismember, and then like. Uh, forbid force of will preordain like i drafted preordain um and then like my top end was uh gideon and karn and that was pretty sweet like every time every every time i played tap seven lands and played karn i won so that was cool but let's talk about legacy yeah um well one thing about legacy is legacy is very soft to a resolved karn yes this is true (laughs) for at least one more week yeah, for at least one more week. Uh, then, then we have Goblin Crater Maker or whatever that card is, right? Well, and Assassin's Trophy. But oh, yeah, also Assassin's Trophy. Actually, Goblin Crater Maker is a better joke for that. <laughs> better, good, a good answer. Um, so, let's talk about SCG Baltimore. Yeah. Who should I, we start with? Uh, what do you think, Phil? Rock, scissors, paper? You can. <laughs> I, I will happily, happily concede, uh, like I did a lot on the weekend. <laughs> Um, well, I guess I'll start, uh, I'll, I'll just give you my matchups real fast. Uh, you know, the, the, I, I played all nine rounds this time, which is a rarity for me, which is, which means that I was in it for all nine rounds, uh, mm-hmm. which is, which is pretty nice. Uh, so I played, Cr- uh, Cloudpost, Grixis Control, Miracles, uh, Grixis Delver, Miracles, Punishing Maverick, Death and Taxes, Miracles, and Death Shadow. And you were playing? I was on Infect. I decided to go with Infect. Uh, I'll post the list on the bottom so everyone can look at it. Um, I will say that I did not make day two, so I was five and four. Um, I definitely think that there's some changes I would make, and, and I need to get in more reps with the deck, but I really liked uh, Infect in this meta. Interesting. Well, you didn't play a lot of Grixis. You played two Grixis decks and three Miracles decks? I played one Grixis Control deck, one Grixis Delver deck, and three Miracles decks. Uh, yeah. that, that total... Uh, Win-loss ratio was three and two. I lost to Grixis yeah. Delver, and I lost once to Miracles. And the Miracles, uh, it felt like I was favored. I actually got him down to nine. In fact, uh, in in the game in the game that he the two games he won, one of them I got him down to nine. Yeah. 
Um, what else did you like, so what else did you lose to? Uh, so I lost to uh, Punishing Maverick, which was a disaster. That was very hard for me to beat. Uh, he got up. Uh, I won the first game pretty convincingly. In the second game, he got up his uh, engine of Punishing Fire pretty quickly, and I just couldn't couldn't get in there. Um, yeah. And that happened again in the second game. Uh, I, I think that one of the main changes I would make to the to the deck is I would include some number of surgical extractions to my sideboard now, uh, seeing something like that happen. I, I didn't really think that I was going to be too soft to, like, a reanimator-style deck, because I can also combo and I can counter them. But, you know, it's not good against counter... What's good against counter magic? A reoccurring uh, <laughs> card like uh, Punishing Fire. So I, I, I wasn't prepared for Punishing Fire at all. I would love I would have loved to see this guy's Maverick deck list and what he played against you, like, uh, post-board especially, because... It's I've always felt that it's a pretty good matchup for any or infects. I feel like infects a good matchup for Maverick. You just have a lot of blockers, um, which actually matters. You yeah. have Wasteland for Ink Moth Nexus, um, and really as long as they don't like get through with a Blighted Agent, but you have Source of Plowshares too, so that sometimes works. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, uh, I, I wonder what he kept in and took out because Punishing Maverick's a little different. I don't think they play Thalia Main. I don't know if he brought it in from the side. You know, I talked with all of my opponents about what they brought in and took out that, that hung out for long enough to do that. Um, yeah. And I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but if I saw his list, I would know immediately because I, uh, I think he took out a couple knights because he was like, yeah. that's just too slow. Um, he brought in uh, uh, some, like, uh, graveyard, not graveyard hate, uh, artifact hate for my ink moths. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was already running a Quasali Pride Mage uh, that he had in play at one point when my only option was to play a uh, uh, Ink Moth Nexus, so that was that was tough. Yeah, yeah, it's Blighted Agent or, or Bust really in, yeah. in a matchup with so many creatures and so much Berserk ability to deal with Ink Moth Nexus. Berserk helps too. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Um, um. Go on. I was gonna say, so you beat Cloud Post. Oh yeah, I beat Cloud I Post remember. pretty handily. I my his opener was like. Uh, Tropical Island Go, and I was like, well, uh, I'll play. (laughs) (laughs) Nice deck. I played, I didn't know, I was like, I was like, okay, Tropical Island Go, like, you know, who who knows if he's Delver or not, so I was like, okay, I'll slam a, uh, Hierarch and say Go, the next turn he played, uh, Misty Rainforest, uh, and I, uh, sorry, I was on the play, so, uh, I had Hierarch out, he played, uh, Trop, then I played, uh, a Glistener Elf, and he said go, and then I attacked with a Glistener Elf and pumped it twice and killed him. Uh, <laughs> with with like a, I had a daze in my hand, so I was like, I think I'm okay in this scenario if he's on something. But he had nothing, so I got him cr- pretty quickly. And pretty much the exact same thing happened in uh, in the third game. the The, the second game he cast it, he was able to get an Emrakul off on me, which was hard for me to deal with. Um, the third game, which Emrakul? Uh, the the uh, OG Emrakul. The oh, okay. Aeon's Torn. He just show and tell an Emrakul right into play, and I was like, well, I guess I lose. Um, but uh, he did, uh, in, in the third game, he he played a um, Candelabra of Thanos on turn two, and I was like, okay, I'll attack and kill you. I know what this is now. <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, you're either a really bad High Tide deck, or <laughs> or you're high just a Cloud green? Post cloud post deck well i was just like joking with him i was like yo do you uh got high tide going on you got that candelabra you know uh but uh yeah it, i i pretty much didn't even let him really get to play magic uh you know either all three games we didn't really play magic yeah 
Um, um, so what was your fourth loss then? One Miracles, one Grixis Delver, one uh, Punishing Maverick. Death Shadow. And that, I feel like, was definitely my fault. I didn't sideboard properly against that deck. I should have brought in the true Nemesis that I had in the board uh, in my second game. That would have helped me a lot. Like, a turn two true name is probably just game against this deck. Um, unfortunately, I just didn't think to, to bring it in. So, uh, he had plenty of removal and uh, plenty of hand disruption, and I just didn't didn't get there. I don't think I've ever played that matchup from either side. No, no, I, I was I was like, oh man, this is great for. It's really good for the uh, Death Shadow player if you don't have like a damage plan because there's no opportunity cost for him to use all of his uh, life. Exactly, that's what I was gonna say. Like against like a typical sort of aggro-y deck, Death Shadow has trouble because most of its cards do damage to itself. So, but in, the, in your case, it doesn't actually matter. The true names would have been the best thing to do. Yep. Or even just, like, uh, tap uh, three lands, cast Invigorate on your Noble Hierarch, you know? Um, I did have two turn two kills during the tournament. Uh-huh, um, One of them was a... I, I played a Tropical Island past turn, realized I had it. My opponent started out by tapping out against me, and uh, this was yeah. uh, the D&T matchup. Yeah. So yeah. I just... Cast crop rotation, got an ink moth nexus, played a land, and I had three invigorates in my hand. So just got there that way. Just <laughs> get him, get him. Um, um, go on. What was I gonna? I was gonna say that. Uh, just getting back to Death Shadow point was that you have do have invigorate, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I actually did kill one of his uh, uh, shadows with an invigorate, and then I thought to bring in uh, after board. I brought in the. Uh, nature's claim that i that i have is a one of because i was like maybe i'll just get rid of his guys by killing one of my guys if i have to or you know like whatever and uh, that was just a giant mistake i should have just been on been on the kill you plan and not on the like let's dick around with your life total plan i love well, the idea that infect just has this free mana kill spell like zero mana kill your death shadow go <laughs> yeah well i mean i you know i swung in and he and he took some inf he took infect damage but he also like lost his death shadow uh, at the same time, and that's I still didn't win that game, but it felt cool. You can't actually do that with nature's claim, by the way. It, the controller gains four life, so if you like nature's oh, claim, oh yeah, I would have had to get my yeah. So that was obviously you bad. Four. <laughs> yeah, wasn't good yeah. either way. So target player gains that many. That yeah, four and I knew that because the, a week before I had used nature's claim to gain to gain four life. So anyhow. Uh, dude, that's what people were doing in modern when uh, Death Shadow was still being played. People were just like, "All right, dude, collective blessing, you gain four life. Kill yeah. those shadows." You know what <laughs> was actually quite good for me um, on the day is I played one main deck, Dissenter's Deliverance, and I was really iffy about that card going in. I I, I feel like that's almost a definite for now on. Remind people what Dissenter's Deliverance Dissenter's is. Dissenter's Deliverance is a uh, naturalize for just artifacts. It's a one and a green. It's for a target shatter. artifact. Yeah, it's a shatter. Um, but it has cycling uh, for one green. Uh, so if you don't need it, you can get rid of it, right? But the format is like Baleful Strixes, uh, you know, Pithing Needles, obviously bad for you. Any equipment you want to get rid of. Um, it, it was pretty excellent overall. It's definitely a good data point for the idea of what cycling is supposed to be, going back to Urza's Saga or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Urza Saga, uh, indeed. Because that was the whole thing. It's like, well, people can play this, and if they don't want it, they can just cycle it. 
And cycling for one green, I mean, you can go, like, on the first turn, you just play your Tropical Island. You can just cycle it if you know they don't have artifacts or if it's not going to be, like, an artifact matchup. Like, if they, like, uh, I don't know, um, duress you. <laughs> but I guess you probably don't want to cycle in response to the duress. Yeah, I mean, I didn't have any. I didn't have a lot of times during the day when I felt like I needed to cycle it, um, unless it, unless it was like I was in dire straits and I just needed something. Um, yeah. Just having it as like an extra card in my hand for the most part was fine until I needed it. But like I needed it like two or three times during the day in game one, and hitting Umazawa's Jite was amazing. Yeah, you need to hit that. Thing. It was that that <laughs> so. that card won me won me a, a a match just by being in my deck. Yeah, no, I think it's interesting. That's that's really that's an interesting point because there's there's those flex slots and in fact, it's a card for were you playing a become immense? Uh, I was not playing become immense. I I, oh. I decided not to play. That normally a lot of people play two become immense. I played two blossoming defense instead, and they were amazing. It was like having extra counter spells in my deck. So you played blossoming defense and vines. I did. I played. See, I, I played two vines and I played two two blossoming defense. I cut. I I've started playing only blossoming defense because I felt like the the ability to cast it for one mana more often was like like you, sometimes you just need the, the the pump and the thing, but you can't tap two because they have days or something, or you have to play around days, or you don't have double green, which comes up sometimes. In my experience, um, the math works out that you tend to uh, cast vines and then berserk. Uh, yeah. like as, as like your turn, your turn one is like hierarch turn two is a guy. And then turn three is like the, uh, vines berserk plan. Um, more often than you actually end up winning off of blossoming in defense. So I like having, having it in there as, as its ability to do that. But also, uh, vines acts as sort of a counterspell to your opponent equipping guys too. So, you know, I keep that right. in mind as well. I know. And actually it's funny because when the death shadow deck, um, in modern, the very first version of it, like Splinter Twin, was still legal, and I was, and I was, I just nabbed so many Splinter Twins by, yeah, <laughs> by hitting their guy in response to Splinter Twin. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. I mean, it's yeah. definitely happened to me before. Doesn't happen. Doesn't happen as much in uh, in Legacy, where, but you're right about equipment and like the tempo play can be enough. So it, it often is, and if you actually go up against the mirror, it's very good in the mirror. Oh yeah, I imagine. I've never played. Uh, did I play the effect mirror? Mm. I uh, the I the uh, tournament that I won the managerine at at Bearded Dragon, I actually went up against Infect in in like the second or third round, and he, uh, it was basically like who was on the play was gonna win. Um, yeah. But in the sec in the second game, I got the I got the match back by, uh, 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 vinesing his dude as he was trying to like kill me, and then just turning around swinging in for the kill. Yeah. Yep. 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 Different than gains hexproof. Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, it was right. it was it was very good. Cool. Um, so you like the deck? Uh, you would have brought in your name against Death Shadow, which I think is right. Yeah. Anything else you wanted to mention about um, your tournament? I, I think that uh, overall, I think the sideboard needs a little uh, needs a little tinkering with. Uh, like I said, the graveyard hate needs to change to more direct graveyard hate. Um, I think I would actually play uh, Swords of Plowshares and one Savannah, and maybe a Rest in Peace as well. Um, I like I like that plan, so I mm -hmm. think I think uh, going forward I'm gonna be uh, I'm gonna be on the one Savannah plan because I I really like being able to play the swords and especially because one of my worst matchups is Death Shadow and Swords is also good against Death Shadow. Yeah, right. 
And Miracles you felt was pretty good, other than the you had a situation where the guy just had, like, he lined up well. Yeah, he lined up very well against me in both games. Like, I'm talking, I, I don't normally see Miracles decks that play Spell Pierce, so... Um, yeah, he's playing spell. They usually play one because yeah. life is meaningless. And I had yeah. a game where, where, where my opponent's, uh, removal matched up terribly against me as in like in, th in the two games we played, he cast, uh, council's judgment four times against me and I counted it three out of the four times. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the, the, the lining up thing is interesting cause I was playing, um, Online, I was playing a one of those uh, like uh, tin fins decks, but also has a dark depths combo. Mm. And it felt like every time my hand was like it's dark depths combo time, my opponent had like wasteland. Yeah, that's how <laughs> yeah. it works. Yeah, so, and if like you know, so I don't know. But speaking of uh, tin fins, let me tell you something, brother. If you're digging this podcast, you got to go over to Patreon.com/slash Eternal Dirtles and become a patron right now. Oh yeah. Phil, how was your turn? <laughs> Guys, I don't know how the like top eight managed to, or the top sixteen managed to play out the way it did. I the the room that I was in was so vastly different from like anything <laughs> seen in the top thirty two. Like it was, the top three thirty two was so fair, right? Dude, like it was like the I fairest. Played, I, I ended up playing so I played eight rounds on day one. Uh, I didn't play out all nine, but tell us about your deck first. I, I went against, I, I only, the only the last round where I was very much in like the losers of the losers of the losers bracket. Did I run into a like fair brainstorm deck? Um, my day started round one play against tin fins, got dumpstered. It wasn't close. Well, wait, what deck were you playing first, Phil? I was we playing yes guy mentor. Now, um, let's talk about as was there spice in this deck? We haven't, there was a lot of list. spice in my deck. So what I, I was on pretty much like I took my Esper Mentor deck and I thought we were going to be running into a lot more fair decks this week. So instead of Thought Seas and Cabal Therapy, I moved over to Lightning Bolt. And so yeah. I was on four Mentor, four uh, like Swords, four Bolt, four of each uh Blue Cantrip, the blue cards for Snapcaster Mage, a couple of Jaces, like just generic good cards in Jeskai, right? And then my yeah. one piece of spicy tech was I actually played a Pyromancer's Ascension. Uh, oh. And I played a Pyromancer's Ascension because my deck was four Ponder, four Brainstorm, four Preordain, four Swords, four Bolt, Snapcasters to flash them all back, four Force. You know, I was mono four of one drops or less, plus guys that play well with that. Yeah, And so I was like, well, in long grindy games, this is a, an enchantment, so it doesn't die to K command, and it can't get hit by Red Blast. And then if you just turn every ponder into two ponders, or every brainstorm into two brainstorms, or, you know, you double up on your bolts, or you, you know, double up on your swords, yeah, then it's going to be insane. And I got that idea actually from my buddy Devin, who is a Miracles player, who said that he tried it out in his sideboard and it was actually very good against the grindy matchups because, you know, games go long and you eventually are, you know, just playing off the tops of your decks. And when I'm playing double ponders to your ponder, I'm going to win. Yeah. Yep. Um, One of the things I wanted to bring up, uh, Phil, because we played a little bit the night before um, oh yeah. as sort of a bridge from, you know, my story to your story here. Um, we played a lot. We played our matchup specifically a lot, and um, you came to sort of a conclusion. 
Yeah, so I we were testing out uh, different sideboard plans. And uh, do you want to go through which sideboard plan wasn't effective against you and then which one was? Yeah, so you went lower to the ground initially, and you took out your Jaces, and you basically became sort of a, a, a bad control deck against me, but you had, you had like, earlier plays. And yeah, I, I, we, we tried to be more proactive to just, like, fight the fact that your deck is super fast. Yeah, and that didn't and... really pan out, and we were kind of both surprised about it. Yeah, it just didn't for some somehow being on eight removal spells plus mentor to like gum up the board and you know just line things up. We thought in theory was going to be quite like quite good. Like that's the way you should play it. You should just be lower to the ground. And then what ended up happening was we just tried a different sideboard plan where I boarded out like all of my I like boarded out mentors and boarded out the just like fair mid-rangey stuff and just went into a hard control deck. And it turned out that, like, just being on, like, a Jace control deck where Jace was the win condition in that matchup was actually way more effective, where I just grinded you out of resources and then would reload with Jace as opposed to doing the same thing, but then trying to empty my hand for a mentor. What's interesting about that to me is that is the exact plan that my my Miracle's loss went to. He knew already. Oh, to, to, to just go into, like, a hard control deck and yep. then grind you out? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that has to do with the fact that you don't have the early pressure. So when I played like Grixis or Bug decks in the past, I actually do take out the Jaces against Infect because there's so much more removal and hand disruption. Yeah. That, and at the time when Death Rite, especially when Death Rite Child was legal, you had like chip damage. You could sort of just like get some, you'd have pressure. But Miracles, like you, a mentor isn't enough pressure because you have to tap out to play it. You can never tap out, you know. I mean, you likely have to tap out to play it or, you know, it's like you, you, I don't know. There's too many windows for them to win before you can really get any pressure on them. Yeah. And I think that you are right to take out the mentors and stick with the Jaces because you're not going to be by the time you're getting around to actually winning the game, it doesn't. You're going to have six or seven lands in play, not three or four like with the mentor plan. Yeah. I mean, yeah. what what you brought in like flusterstorms and stuff like that against me, which which I think you would have done anyhow. But that was the stuff that like stopped me from comboing you out early. And then at the end, by by the end of the game, you were just like, no, you can't do anything. Yeah, and that plan seemed to be way more effective where you're just playing with no cards in your hand. Um, yeah, that's the worst. <laughs> in fact, yeah, there's nothing you <laughs> no can do. No guys in play, no cards in hand. You're just you're, Your opponent's you're, at like five in fact, and you're like, well, I hope I draw a guy and then something yeah, else. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you've lost. Okay, so round one, tin fins. Now so, I have to ask. Round one, tin fins wasn't close. He just completely destroys me. We don't play any magic. Um, like, did he just, did he tendrils you out or did you just, oh yeah, yeah, no, he, he just, like, I went, uh, I forget what my turn one was, but I think I just like cantripped or cause I needed to find land or something. And then he was like, oh yeah, also you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. 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 That's, that's it, infants. Like, it was really, it was like, just, it was like in, it, I was like, oh, of course this is how we start the tournament where I just like. Well, I'm I'm just like watching a dude goldfish. It was like quintessential. Like I I would love to tell you something excited that happened that game that match, but nothing did. He just put a grizzle brand in a play, and it was and I died. <laughs> I'm sorry um, for I'm laughing just because like I've been playing Tin Fins. It was just funny that I just happened to be playing it the week before the tournament, and you were like the first message I got from you was like, "Yep, lost Tin Fins, just like Garfield intended." <laughs> yeah, 
I'm sitting like, there like, I've played three leagues with 10 fins. <laughs> dude, I just like went 10-1 Ponder, and he was like, yeah, Dark Ritual and Tomb Reanimate, you're dead. And I was like, yep, that's about how that works. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> um, and uh, okay. Round two, I played against Punishing Maverick, uh, and that was a game where Power Mancer's Ascension actually won me that match. Oh, nice. Um, we yeah, just, it definitely like, would. We went total, we went grindy, and then, you know, I just stuck a Pyromancer's Ascension, got it active, and then, you know, dominated. Is it the same opponent there. as Zach? What's up? Was it the same opponent as Zach? Did you guys figure that out? Oh, I don't know. No, I don't think it was. Um, oh, that's crazy that two people had that deck. It, it was definitely, the, well, there was a, I played against Punishing Maverick twice on the day. Um, it was the only fair deck that I, like, uh, I, I didn't play against, I played against only combo, and then Punishing Maverick as the fair decks. That was it. Yeah. Um, but the one thing that was great was, even though Ascension was the thing that ultimately won me the match, it was also funny because he was just like, what is this card doing in this format? <laughs> Oh, I've played against Power Mansion's Ascension decks and like. I'm, I'm just saying. Decks. I'm just saying. It was it was spicy enough that we we got a, a little bit of like a what is going on uh, reaction. Yeah. But that oh, was I great. thought you meant like he was being salty. Oh no no I, he was he was just like he was just like wait what how when where what huh expect um, anything when you're at a legacy. Oh yeah. Kid, you never it, know. It was great. It was great. Yeah. And then, so I'm one and one. I'm going into round three, and then. Do you want to take a guess at what I ran into in round three? Was it Tin Fins again? Tin Fins. <laughs> I ran into Tin Fins. <laughs> I ran into Tin Fins. Oh, First three rounds. Got Tin Finned. Um, so luckily for me, uh, this dude, uh, he uh, got mixed up in his mechanics a bunch. And so I actually won that round. But it was because he just decided not to kill me in our first game. So in our first game... Uh, essentially, we get to the point where I've like countered his things that he's going for stuff, and we play draw go for a while, and then he's got five lands, and I I just keep drawing in game one. I'm drawing like all my fair cards. I'm like I'm drawing shit that's just completely irrelevant, like uh, mentors and bolts, and I just can't kill him fast enough. So he gets to five mana, and he casts some burial rites on his grizzle brand, and I'm like, oh shucks, I'm dead. So I'm just like, all right go through it so he's going through it he draws his entire deck uh except for two cards so he's got two cards left in his deck he living he casts all of his leds all of them are on the table he leds uh to cast he like puts uh, all of his petals out he casts living wish uh, and cracks his leds for blue puts uh uh lab, lab maniac, maniac on the yeah. table so he's got he's got his board is lab maniac Grizzlebrand, he discarded his entire hand. He still has two LEDs that he hasn't used that are sitting on the table. But he's got two cards in his deck, and he's at four life. And so he's going back and forth between like the life pad and then the, the board and his deck, and he's like, ah, oh, shit, I, I messed up. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> he's, like, yeah, gotta... he's like, oh, I definitely I did this wrong because I, to... I can't draw cards. And I'm sitting there like, <laughs> I'm sitting there like, yeah, man, I, I, I guess, I guess so. Uh, I, I was concerned. I was curious as to why you cracked your LEDs so quick. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're, you are at four. I can confirm you're at four. <laughs> and then he's like, he's like, all right, dude. Yeah, I messed this one up. You got it. I can see it. And he picks up his cards. And I'm like, oh man, he could have just cracked both of his LEDs to flash back his unburial rights to put a children of Corliss into play to gain all of the life that he just lost and kill me. Yep. 
But he just oh, I assume he flashed it back because no, he didn't he, do that. No, it was in his graveyard, and he conceded. And then it wasn't until after the game that I was like, dude, you know you could have, like, done that, right? And he's like, yep, totally could have. Just didn't. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Hold on a yeah, second. So Hold rough. on. We're going to stop. We're going to stop here for a second because I want to talk about this. Full did stop. He have dark, did he have dark depths? Did he have dark depths? Did uh, you see that? I, I did not see dark. I, I saw dark depths uh, in game two. I didn't see it game one. Okay, so that was probably Ice Station Zebra, which is the Tin Fins variant that plays Living Wish. And the, yeah, laboratory, Living Maniac, Wish, yeah. the laboratory Maniac plan is how you win most games, and the other way you win is Dark Dust Combo. That's the version I've been playing. Because it's actually really good, except it is really hard. Because Tendrils is just like, like a Tendrils build is just like, oh, look, I cast all these spells, and here's the Tendrils. But like you actually have to like remember to have children in play before... You get Laboratory Maniac, and you have to remember to, you know, be you can't float mana through your combat step and all this kind of stuff that I, I always forget. But yeah, that's it's a really hard deck to play, that uh, version specifically. So, um, but yeah, that's that's interesting that how that worked out. It's it's yeah, he, he probably had a shallow grave in his hand. You can shallow grave, then well, he, he had discarded his hand to the LED. I think he can actually. No, I know. I meant before that. He, oh uh, yeah, one hundred percent. Because because the combination, the, the thing is weird. You have to like cast Living Wish, hold priority, cast Shallow Grave, hold priority, crack all the LEDs, to get, and then put a Children on top <laughs> of your graveyard, and then you can wish. You get your your uh, Shallow Grave resolves to get your your Children, and your Wish resolves to get your Laboratory Maniac. And I and I I've I've made that. I don't know if that was his exact mistake because he did have the Unburial Rights, but like. But boy, that's yeah, that's, I, that's something. I was totally F6. All he needed to do was reanimate his children of Corliss to gain the life so he could draw more cards and kill me. But he didn't. And uh, then uh, game two, there was, like, I pondered, uh, and I didn't have any way to... I, I couldn't find a force. I, I kept a, a good seven, but it didn't have force of will. So I pondered trying to find force, but missed. Yeah. Um, then he goes... Turn one, pass, uh, plays a land, uh, and then I don't, I can't find the force on my turn two, but then he goes in tomb, and I, I just didn't have the the stuff to beat a fast kill. Yeah. Um, I needed time to like use my cantrips, so he goes in tomb, and I'm like, oh man, I'm just dead again. But then <laughs> turn two, he goes, uh. Dark, I think it was like Dark Ritual, play Dark Depths, cast Hexmage, and I was, and then passes the turn. And I was like, oh my god, I'm not dead. I couldn't. I was just like, he he turned ones and tombs, and then decides, and then his hand is actually just the the Dark Depths combo. Dark That's how it works, combo. yeah. And I'm like, I kept swords in because I knew that he had the the I I knew from watching Matt Nass play it at the GP that I yeah. like that was that what that deck was. So I left my swords in. And I had swords, that's why I just swords this thing, and then the game just ended before he was able to do anything else, because then by that point I was able to find stuff to, you know, counter the reanimation spells. Um, oh, so, I got there because he gave, me, he gave me the win, and then he, this, this, the second game, he just his hand had half of one combo and not the other, and then had the other combo that I could deal with, so... I got lucky that it lined was he, up. Was he dead in game one, or he just and he just or he just decided not to play three turns? No, no, no. He was definitely like he had a bunch. Like I wasn't putting any pressure. He did that on turn one. Yeah. 
Like, yeah, because like next turn you just attack with Grizzlebrand. Like, yeah. <laughs> all you have no, to do I is, was, like, unless, like, I mean, even if you have swords to plowshares, you know, what are you going to hit? I guess you get the lab man, but then he, you know, hits, I don't know. Okay, round four, Phil. <laughs> so, Tinfin, man. I, I got through Tinfins. Somehow I made it through. Um, and then uh, the follow up after that, I ran into Show and Tell and got Show and Tell. Mm hmm. Yep. Um, and Told. Game one, he moles to. I don't know what he's on, but game one, he moles to five. Um, he goes scalding tarn go. I say land go. He goes scalding tarn pedal cast show and tell. I force it. He forces back and puts an Emrakul into play. No way. That's what happened game one. So he has no cards in hand. He has no cards in hand. His 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 five <laughs> on the play gave him two lands pedal show and tell force blue card Emrakul. By the time. After on on his turn two when he cast it, did you Jeez. ask him what he drew? I did not ask him what he drew because all of his hand, all of his cards were apparent to me. <laughs> no, no, no. What I mean is like he, he didn't have one. What of those was he things. missing? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, what piece was missing? I did not ask him because I was like, I my my day up to that point was tin fins twice plus him mulling to that five. Grizzly Brand's an awesome card. Okay. Um, so yeah, I got shot. This is cold. this is about when the text message thread started to get pretty dark for for <laughs> Phil. <laughs> it was it was, it was uh, yeah, love this kind of tournament, guys. Um, but I I hope that like these matches are are fun to listen to because I don't want this to be just like a uh like at this point once I ran into Tinfins twice, like at that I, at at that point <laughs> this I was like my day. <laughs> this well I was like this tournament is now just a comedy of errors, you know. Um, I was like I ran into like the only two Tinfins players in the room. Um. But then game two, this was the, the, what I liked about playing against this dude was when a, he he was very much aware of the deck he signed up to play, which is just like yeah, let's let's roll some dice and if I get you, I get you, and if I don't, I don't. So game two, he puts a besage you on. I'm on the play. I play a land. Go. He plays a besage you on his turn one and passes the turn. I'm like, oh well, uh, this is bad for me. Um, I can't trip to find lands because I like brainstorm end of turn because I'm very light on lands but I have an ensnaring bridge in my hand that I was playing on my board. Yeah. So I brainstorm end of turn, hoping to find lands. I do. I find a land, uh, but I also get, I also find a ponder. So on my turn two, I ponder to find my third land. I hit it. And so what I need him to do is to not go pedal show until kill me. So he plays land go. And I say, Oh, wow. Yo, I play my third land and jam my ensnaring bridge. He says it resolves, and then it says, uh, I'm going to check my sideboard. I say, do your thing. He checks his sideboard. He draws his cards uh, for the turn and says, all right, let's go to the next game. So that was, Sweet. That was nice. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Just as Richard Garfield intended, guys. What fun interactive games of magic. Um, Since Stronghold. And Staring Bridge wins. <laughs> game, game three, I honestly, I don't, I don't remember exactly what happened game three other than he just like totally steamrolled me. Um, like I, I it wasn't memorable because it wasn't close. This is why you have to play the center's deliverance main in every deck. Uh, yeah, could, well, I, the, <laughs> the thing is, like he, I, I've seen show and tell players who can, literally cannot beat the card in snaring bridge. Oh yeah, that in that that two hour match that our friend Tony played once, like he just had an snaring bridge and played the show and tell player. Like his only way to beat it was a grim lava mancer. Like, he didn't have, like, a wipe away, he didn't have an echoing truth, he didn't have a, a braid, he didn't have a shatter. So, it's possible. He checked, he said, I gotta check my sideboard. <laughs> it's just like, do I have any way to beat this card? card? 
So, you know, if you're having trouble with show and tell, play, pack some ensnaring bridges and, you know, get a bitter blossom or something so you can win. Um, okay, so that was round four. Round five for you, Phil? Storm. Storm. Played Which against storm? Dark Ritual. Um, yep. Yeah, played against Dark Ritual, and uh, the games uh, weren't close. Um, just like, you know, pretty much quintessential, he goldfished me. Yeah. Um, Speaking of Storm, at about that point, Brian and you, Bryant and you, had the same uh, uh, record, I think, right? Uh, yeah. We he started out better than I did, obviously, and then uh, he just like lost a couple rounds in a row. Um, I don't know. It was it was very odd because I feel like my tournament was very different from anybody else's that I was around because I played against mono combo for the majority of the tournament. Yeah. Um, where everybody else was like. Like yours, where you were like, yeah, I played against the Miracles a bunch. And then when I was sitting down and asking, like, what the other players had played on so far that day, they were just like, you know, mono control decks. And I'm like, where where was this for, like, I, I saw zero Miracles players in the room from my from my standing. Um, I mean, I didn't see a single Grixis control player in the room, even though the top 32 would have clearly said otherwise. Yeah. Um, yeah, um... and then... The the only interactive uh, matchup really that I played were Punishing Maverick, and those were fun games. Yeah. Um, but they were mostly irrelevant after round two because we were all dead. What was the brainstorm deck you played against? You mentioned I, in the last. I round. played against uh, the, the very last round in the uh, we're very much dead for the last five hours round. Yeah. Um, I played against the Miracles player, and uh, both games stuck a Pyromancer's Ascension and ended it. Wow. <laughs> At least you oh, got the yeah, pyromancers against like, people. Like against uh, playing against the miracles guy. Like, I mean, I get we're in the X twelve bracket, but like, yeah, pyromancers ascension just like was not removable. Like, and you know, doubled up bolts and stuff was just like crazy. So yep, yep, yep. I wanted and to they do. Can't... Oh, go on. No, say so they can't counterbalance the copy. That's all. So I wanted um, to do a quick thought experiment uh, based on my matches with uh, the dilemma I was having last week um, for actual and real. So yeah. if you remember last week, I had said that I was in between Miracles, Rug, and uh, Infect. And um, so, I, so I'm so i going to fill in what how I did against these decks, and then I'm going to ask you guys how you think the other decks would have done and see if my choice was relatively correct. I'm down. This will be fun. Yeah, this will be fun. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Cloud Post versus Infect, I obviously won in two games. Uh, how about Rug? What do you guys think? Easy win. Easy win. Right? Uh, Phil, Phil concurs or no? Of the th- of those three decks, are we just doing Rug right now? Yeah, just Rug. Yeah, I still think I would... Th- I don't know the matchup well, but I would think Wasteland and Stifle Wasteland are and Stifle. good against them, Yeah, right? they, do, they do work for sure. Uh, I agree. I agree. I think Cloud Post versus Rug, you're 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 likely to win. Um, uh, Cloud Post versus Miracles, you would have gotten crushed, right? So that's oh a, yeah, that's, you have been obliterated. <laughs> that's uh one one loss for uh. So I'm gonna I'm gonna do it just like Magic. Three points for a win and uh tie is one point and uh zero for uh what's it called. So Grixis Control versus Infect. I won, uh, but I think that's a it's a hard matchup to win. Um, but obviously I'm going to give myself three points for, for winning the match. Uh, so Rug versus Grixis Control. I think Grixis would take it. Yeah, I agree. I think Strix is just such a house against Rug. Yeah, or I, I mean, think... uh, Baleful Strix. 
Yeah, yeah. Belfastrix and Angler. Ooh, that's a tough one. I, it, it depends on, I think, if Rug wins the die roll, Rug wins. I was um, also on Tarmogoyce, by the way. I forgot my Hooting Mandrel. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, had yeah, that yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna I, say I, that this is a this is a loss then, right? Well, I think also because most of the Grixis control decks now are have moved over to play two edicts in the main. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, so that's the mongoose. Yeah. So they right. just line up their stuff better, and now they have a couple of pieces in their main board to deal with your your bigger stuff, and like they can just line up their pushes against your goifs and your their bolts against your. Delvers and then your their edicts against your yeah, geese. I, I feel I like agree. the deck like super lines up well now. All right, so uh, Grixis control versus miracles. That's a that's I feel like that's a fifty fifty matchup. Right, we'll we'll give that a draw. Yeah, everyone down. That's, that? actually, probably, that's actually probably accurate. You yeah. probably would have drawn. <laughs> um, miracles versus infect. Uh, I think we've established that infect does pretty well against miracles. Not only does Infect do well against Infect dumpsters miracles. Yeah, I felt I felt very good the entire weekend, and I was worried about that initially. Um, I had a great I had I felt like I couldn't I couldn't be stopped. I was literally at that point three zero. I felt like a god. Um, <laughs> how about miracles versus rug? Miracles. I think this is a vote. This is a vote. Like it's going to be based on. So so you, Phil says miracles. I say miracles. rug. And it's it's up to it's up to Nate to break the tie we on this should, one. We should have done this. We should have done this with a different scoring mechanism like because blind. I want to say, <laughs> I want to say like I want to say Rug on the on the play wins again, just like I felt with Grixis. I feel like Rug is the best deck on the play against other blue decks. But it's it's it can be it can go the other way on the draw. All right, so we'll we'll <sighs> give this one point then. We'll consider this a draw for now because yeah. every everyone has has. Uh, Said said either one way or the other. All I think right. Terminus and Mentor are just really good. Stifle is a card, though. Stifle is a card, yeah. You know what? Maybe you should give it to Miracles because yes, yeah, because of uh, Back to Basics. Yeah, I think the ba think... balance is also really good. Very true. Back to Basics is hard. All right, so we will give we'll, we'll give this to, to, Miracles. to Miracles. Sure. Uh, Miracles versus Miracles. I think it's safe to say this is a draw. Yep. I don't know. What's the build? Uh, I mean, every, everyone was on Back to Basics, and so would I have been. Are you on? Is is was this a miracles player who had pyroblast? Did you have pyroblast? I did not, and no, nor did any of my opponents. Okay, Everyone I was going to say if you white. have pyroblast, then you definitely win. Everyone was on blue white. That's crazy. Um, definitely be on pyroblast. All right, Grixis Delver versus Infect. Uh, I mean, I lost that one, so I'm just going to give well, hold myself. Hold on a second. We didn't points. do miracles. Oh no, miracles. Yeah, we did. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Grixis Delver versus Infect. You lost. I lost. Uh, Grixis Delver versus Rug Delver. This is a hundred percent based on who wins the die roll. Yeah, yeah. I would give it to Grixis Delver. Grixis Elver can win on the play, or on the draw, rather, because of, of Gurmag Angler. I agree. So I'm going to give this to, to Grixis Delver, uh, just based With on extreme the fact prejudice. That, yeah, I would, I, I, I would say that I, I think Grixis Delver gets that one. Um, and then we have uh, Grixis Delver versus Miracles. Is Grixis Delver still supposed to win this matchup? I can't... I think Miracles can take this matchup. Personally speaking, I, I think that between Swords and Snapcaster... Like and it's it's a it's a Delver deck so like back to basics lines up well against this deck. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm gonna the, vote miracles if, on this, but I, I I honestly don't know. I think this this is like these matchups are a little bit like I feel like they're a little bit more fifty fifty. It's like well if they don't get you on a fast Delver draw, then you're probably okay. And if they don't just stick a bitter blossom on turn two, then you're also probably okay. Yeah, it's if they're like, on the Jonathan Sukenic build with the Bitter Blossoms and Inquisitions main, 
I mean, that's he was really not. good. Against he was on the full on stifle uh, wasteland plan. So he's on Stifle, Wasteland, Grixis, Delver. I think this is a Miracles. Okay, win. so we'll give this to Miracles. Um, all right, so again, we have Miracles. We can just go ahead and uh, fill that in. It's a three, a zero, and a one. Uh, mm-hmm. I won that one as well. Uh, Punishing Maverick versus Infect. Obviously, I lost that one. Uh, Punishing Maverick versus Rug. I think we can all agree that this is terrible for a Rug. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, 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 it's like the fairest deck. It's very hard. I don't get to, as a rogue player, I don't get to punish these guys for anything. The fact that they're running three drops, and that's pretty much it. Yeah. Let it roll a query, the traditional way to beat rogue. Punishing Maverick versus Miracles. Back to basics, Miracles, uh, I should say. Oh, Miracles. This is like 80-20 for Miracles. Yeah, I I, think. Well, I I actually think it's a really poor game one if they just go on... Because you don't have a way to stop punishing Fire Recursion. uh, You do. You You have back to basics. You got a back to basics thumb? Yeah. Um, they have ways to fight through it in their main deck with like shit like with Solly Pride Mage. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I do think the matchup on the whole is favored against. Uh, is is favored for Miracles. I think as long as the Miracles player post board knows not to waste their counter magic on anything that's not a lights out card. Yeah. Like yeah. choke. Yeah. If you, exactly. If you, like if you force their creature and then they just stick a choke, you're dead. So like. As long as the miracle, as, assuming that you would know how to play the matchup, then yeah, I would say miracles would take that matchup. Yeah, I I, I feel like it's even worse for the punishing version against miracles because of uh, back to basics. You know, you're not going to get the recursion. They're not going to fall for anything. They're going to have that and and um, surgical extraction. And they can't like wasteland me into oblivion either. Yeah, and they don't. You can't play uh, um, you know, bitter blossom or something out of the board. They do Even, play Teague, and Teague can be pretty disruptive against shit like Terminus and Jace. So, yeah, they got to get a Teague into play without you swordsing it and swords, or yeah, sword Snapcaster. Yeah. yeah, I was on the four Snapcaster plan. Um, so yeah, we'll say that that that's a win for Miracles. Okay, let's go to uh, Death and Taxes. Uh, I beat Death and Taxes handily uh, with Infect. I think that's um, how man, Deliverance. Yeah, that was that was like. Uh, it it was it was blindingly fast. I think we played uh, all of seven turns of magic. Um, so uh, rug versus death and taxes. Traditionally, this is a bad matchup for for uh, rug. Don't think it is. Um, I, now post board, I I did I did decide to play um two sulfur sulfur elementals. So uh, uh that that said, I think I could have I could have eked out a win, but I think that I it's it's only fair to go with like what the average is um so uh, i'm gonna say a loss nate says a win phil what do you think uh no i think it's a win for dnt i think DNT. oh yeah yeah no yeah. i agree i think i think th- then yeah so that, that's uh, unless there's a ley line of sulfur elemental i think DNT. ley line of sulfur elemental i don't uh, know man i mean i i feel like it's in my mind you're the games with infect are going to be more straightforward where dnt like their hands, they're going to open their hand, and it's like an opening hand of DNT can have multiple different avenues, right? Like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like in, in my head with you on Dissenter's Deliverance Main, and if that's sort of like how it goes now, I sort of feel like Infect has a, a stronger grasp on that because you know that they can't stop you from just comboing them. Yeah, yeah, but we're asking about Rug. We're doing Rug. With Rug, I... Yeah. 
think it's a DNT win, right? Yeah. So I, I mean, to give you an idea with the infect, what happened in the in the second game was I started off by just slamming a Glistener elf and saying go. Um, he went. He was on the play, so um, he had started off with a uh, vial, and then he played uh, what's it called a uh, port. And so during my upkeep, he ported my land. So I just uh, sacked it with a uh, crop rotation, crop got rotation. another land, and basically just killed him. Like from there, I was like, oh cool, I can get a spell. No, like I, I just. Uh, I think I might have gotten Pendlehaven. It might have been like Pendlehaven, Double Invigorate, uh, Double Invigorate, or something like yeah. that. It was something stupid. Like I was just like, well, and you're dead because you tapped out against me. Um, so it, it, it didn't. Yeah, I think actually, uh, whatever he did, I had enough to to uh, berserk because he brought in a Mother Runes on his vial. Yeah, and I was like, and I'll berserk right over top of it. So uh, anyhow, so we're gonna give this to D and T uh, against Rug uh, Miracles. I think Miracles takes this, right? It's well, iffy, but I always feel like it's a. It's very any, close. Anytime I've ever been able to deal with the Sword of Fire and Ice, I feel yeah. like I win that matchup. And anytime I don't, I feel like I lose that matchup. So. Okay. I think uh, as, Jailer, as long as you know what matters. Palace Jailer, Sanctum Prelate. It just draws them an extra card every turn. Oh and yeah. And attacks okay. for two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. Yeah, but you're you're never the monarch. And maybe it's snaps. So, you know, so what are we saying? Like, this is a this is a toss up. Miracles takes another draw. This is actually probably a draw okay. in in many in many cases, right? Sure. Uh, like actually a draw, though I would take it as a draw. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, miracles again for the third time. I lost this one. That's bound to happen. Um, Rug. We've decided that Rug is not great against miracles. Maybe um, we can give Rug one and two against miracles, though. Sure. Sure. We'll give we'll give Rug a. Uh, uh, so we're giving Rug a, a three point on this one. Yeah, we'll give him a win here. All right, sure. I think if you played if you played Miracles three times in a day with Rug, I think you'd win one of them. Yeah, and uh, we're gonna give Miracles another draw. Yep. All right, Death Shadow. Um, I lost to Death Shadow. Um, I don't think the matchup is terrible, but I think that they have a lot of advantages in this matchup against Infect. Yep. Uh, Rug versus Death Shadow is a win for Rug, I should say. Yep. It's. Very, you uh, have bots. You have ways to just mess with them. I think, yeah. Yeah, you just counter a death every every death shadow. <laughs> like that's all you have to do. And this, you can't daze death shadow, but it's, you just force every death shadow or Grimag Angler, and you can win. Uh, mm. Delver can usually get you there. Plus, bull. Yeah. Miracles. True name. So miracles. Over. What miracles was good against this deck, right? You've got swords. You've got snap swords. You've got uh, terminus. They can only beat you with dudes. They're not playing Jace or anything like that. So if you're if you're playing Swords of Plowshares and Snapcasters, I feel like you're good against this deck. That's my that's my argument. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm trying to think how it's gone when I've played it. I I think it's close because Miracle's not pressuring you means a Death Shadow player can really use their life total like aggressively. Mm-hmm. Um and really, all they have, they have hand disruption main, which is really good against miracles, just because miracles has multiple sorcery speed cantrips. Yeah. Um, like obviously, terminus and swords of pleasures are good, but like if you can you know work around that, even something like spell spell pierce or stubborn denial, um, can stop you from swordsing a big death shadow. Um, so I think it's close. Bill, you want to tie break this? 
I'm trying to think of, I'm, I'm just trying to like picture how like the first three turns would normally go. Um, I mean, they're not getting a Death Shadow out until about turn three. Yeah. I, I, like, it, it, their turn one is Delver go. You you probably, uh, if you're on the play, you you uh, play your next land and you kill it. Otherwise, you take, you take three from the Delver and then wait and kill it the next turn. So you don't get dazed. Yeah, that's probably fair. Yeah, if you probably just play it as though you're just playing against the Delver deck... Um, then I would line it up the same way that all of the other Delver decks line up. Um, the thing is, post-board, Death Shadow is going to play um, Liliana the Last Hope and uh, him to Torok. Mm-hmm. Even Surgical Extraction is potential there. Yeah, I guess... Well, I, then I would guess it depends on what the uh, what you sideboard as well, though, right? Like. So here's the thing, is they're not playing any non-basics. So... We have back to basics. As, I mean, as any a, basics, yeah, yeah. You That's know, a, back to basics is pretty big because I, once they can't cast anything anymore, they only have five lands. So it's like you can now cast five more, five more spells for the rest of the game. Yeah, I, I think for the most part, the like, I think specifically you are, you would fear losing the die roll into a Delver Days draw. Yeah, and I think Which, aside from that, it's probably favored. I'm right. happy to give this to Miracles. So we'll give this to, to Miracles. Uh, so we're going to look and see uh, how I did versus uh, how these other decks did. So I obviously walked off with 15 points uh, for, for my five wins. Then we've got Rug at three, six, 12 points. Um, then we have uh, Miracles with nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. Oh, it looks like I chose the right deck, guys. <laughs> I mean, of those three decks, I do think that you went in with the of of the three decks that you were talking about playing i do think that that was the smartest choice like yeah. even through the thought experiment it's just like it was a deck that had a bunch of free wins that also just doesn't fold to partic- like very specific hate you know yeah what did miracles I, have 14 14 so we had uh one two three four five draws oh no it had 15 as well i apologize i missed a, i missed a draw i'm saying that like well, that's what i'm saying like if you assume, if you say we had Four draws in there oh, versus no, no. Delver. There were five draws and uh and a uh and uh what's it called uh three wins. So yeah, fourteen points. Well, I, the thing is, like five draws is a lot even for miracles. Oh, decks. of you course. Gotta assume course. that like a couple of those could have been wins, a couple of those could have been losses. Yeah, so I think that I, I think the I, the average is fair. I think that what what happened with your tournament, which was really interesting, was that you played a deck that had broken draws. But had but all but a deck that that's that does that also has consistency issues and you ended up one game over five hundred right yeah which is about the baseline like it, from there you could say like well if I played this same nine rounds another nine times or whatever you know I'd, I'd go up and down based on you know different... my draws and how well I know the deck yeah right yeah. exactly I think I think by the end of the like, tournament I think there was a little fatigue setting in too. Like, had I thought to play against Death Shadow better, that would have helped. Had I not just slammed a three drop into a in, into a uh, counterbalance that I just saw three drop from, which yeah. I a mistake I wouldn't make like round two of a tournament. Maybe round one because I'm tired, ty- like I'm waking up. But, yeah, right. But round two, you know, round two, round three, I'm pretty sharp. Uh, so a mistake like that I wouldn't have made that I I did make after playing Magic for eight hours. You know. Yeah. Um. um but I'm saying, like, I think the floor with Miracles was higher. I think the floor for Miracles is 15 points. 
in on those nine rounds, right? Maybe twelve. We want to say the floor is twelve points there. Like the lowest I could have done was was twelve points. We got four and five, but yeah, pretty mediocre day with a very strong deck. I don't think if you like that feeling that you got of feeling like a god after three rounds because you were just crushing people, you're never gonna feel that way with miracles. It's always gonna feel like a grind. It's always gonna feel like you had to, you know, get there against everything because like. Miracles doesn't get any free wins outside of like a back to basics on three and your opponent had nothing, right? Like yeah. you have to stop whatever your opponent's doing and then win. Correct. Where... Rug, yeah, and the way we the way we talked about Rug, I think was interesting too. We gave Rug all losses against Miracles, right? Where do we give them the one and two against we Miracles? Gave him one win. We gave him one win. What was the other two wins for Rug? Uh, against Grixis Delver and against uh, Death Shadow. And against uh, Cloudpost. Okay, oh, yeah. Oh, you mean against Cloudpost and against uh, yeah. Death Shadow? Because we had, we had losing to Grixis. So I think that, first of all, like for Rug, this I think I think that's how that's probably about right. If you expect they were going to play against more Grixis control and Miracles, which is a challenging matchup, I mean, maybe you could say Miracles goes one one and one even. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's even better than that's better than one and two though, not by much. And playing against Punishing Maverick twice with your rug deck is not really where you want to be. Yeah. It's good night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like you could say like, well, you know, maybe you wouldn't have played against punishing, like playing as punishing Maverick. Now let's say you took the rug deck through, through Bill's tournament where he played against. Oh yeah. Double tin fins. Bill, you should have tin- played rug this tournament. Dude, I definitely should have played <laughs> something that could beat Dark Ritual. Here, yeah. let's, be, let's be honest, though. Like, if you did bring Miracles to the tournament, you know that you're running against Cloud Post four out of five rounds. Yeah. You played Miracle. <laughs> if you brought Miracles to the tournament and played Cloud oh, Post God, in round I, one, I you, might not started... have, you might have gone 0 oh, and 1. <laughs> First off, I would have started against Mir- uh, Miracles versus Cloud Post, which I would have been like, can I drop and play inside events? Sure. Yeah, right. <laughs> If if it's I don't win very, my first round, I'm I'm in a, I'm in a foul mood for the rest of the day, honestly. Yeah. So I mean, it's funny how it's just funny how this is a good this is a good thing to, to just talk about in general. Like you know, we, we have so the sample sizes, especially with a format like Legacy, where there are so many decks, and there's so many things you can expect, right? You had a Dissenter's Deliverance in your main deck, which means that somebody playing an artifact could have sat down against you and you could have like Dissenter's Deliverance, their painter servant in game one, and they would have been flipping out with no, their no. friends, you know, at the at the match. That'd have been the guy the, people are pointing at across the hall. This that's the guy, guy who played Dissenter's Deliverance main. He's I calling a judge. Yeah, of course. No, I had a couple people ask me too. They were like, main deck? And I was well, like, it's cycles. it cycles. And they were like, okay. You know, like no one, no one was like, that's unbelievable. You know, like, Bill, Bill had Pyromancer's Ascension, right? Yeah. So it's the same deal. It's like Bill could have played against someone who just lost hard to Pyromancer's Ascension and be like, I can't believe that guy had Pyromancer's Ascension in his mentor deck, right? And it's like the, the sample sizes and the sequence that you play against, uh, the sequence that you play against, the, whether or not you win the die roll, what your opening hand, how your opening hands line up. I mean, all of that. I, I'm telling you, with the with the Tin Fins Depths deck, I played a round where I could not believe that I drew dark depths combo my opponent always like literally had like wasteland caracas yeah of course like even if i could like he like i think i played like uh i think i played like urborg uh petal hex mage they played wasteland yeah and i was like well that's fine i'll just i'll just play the dark depths and they played caracas <laughs> like i mean how can you what can you do at that point right yeah so uh 
There are two way. things I want to I want to bring up uh, bef- before we end up because we're coming up near the end of the show here. Uh, two things I wanted to bring up before we close out. One uh, is that this thought experiment, obviously not empirical, right? Like right. we all, I think we all know that, that there are times when matchup is better or worse, and uh, you know you're gonna you're gonna win or lose based on those things. These are all percentage based. It, it, it's we're we're lucky if we're right on on these. I would say. Right, but I think it was an awesome idea. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no, totally. But you know, there's always someone who wants to comment like, "Oh no, this is definitely the way. This matchup would never go this way." You know, like, and you might be right. Uh, I'd love to hear from those people because that might change things a little bit for me. But I, I you know, it, it's it's a fun thought experiment to, to at the very least. If you if you, but if you disagree with with some of those things, I'd I'd love to hear from you. I, um, I do think this is something that it, we should next time we're debating between what decks to take to a tournament and then we decide on one and do it. And then I think this is a fun thought experiment that we should do in the future if we're ever debating between decks. Oh yeah, definitely. We'll do it for eternal weekend because I, you know me guys, I won't, I won't know my eternal weekend deck. No, it, it, <laughs> the, the tournament's November 3rd. Like if I know on Halloween, Nate, we can't do it for 15 different decks though. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Um, we'll talk about Tim Tim for a while then. Hey, um, do we have uh, new patrons? I, that was my second point, actually, is uh, thank you, Dennis Offerman, uh, has been added to our uh, our pledge uh, people, our Patreons. Yeah. Uh, so that that's awesome. We have added uh, we've added uh, three patrons uh, in September, which is pretty awesome for us. I think that's uh, the second most we've ever gotten, and, and the most was last month, and we still have a couple days left. So um, that that's pretty awesome. Great. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis. And thank you guys for a hundred shows. Yeah, of bliss. Man, a hundred cool. shows is crazy. Keeping it one hundred. I was just trying to do this podcast alone, and Nate was like, "Oh, I'll be your first guest," and he's been my 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 guest the entire way through. Right. Well, <laughs> and that's the same thing that happened to me. You were you were doing yeah. it by yourself because Nate was gone for a, a a week, and then I was like, "Yo, I'll sub in," and then here we are. Yep. So. Yeah. Yeah. Here we get, are. Couldn't get Eric for, and, uh, and Cyrus to stay on forever, unfortunately. Yeah, thanks yeah. for bringing me on, boys. Yeah, no problem, man. It's been it's been great having you, and we'll have you for another hundred after this. Keeping it one hundred. Yeah, dude. All have right, everybody. Have, have a good week, everybody. Yeah, everybody. Bye. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Eternal Dirtles is supported by Audible.com. If you'd like a free audiobook and start up a trial with Audible, you can go to audibletrial.com slash eternaldirtles and they'll hook you up with a free book and you'll be supporting the show. Thanks so much.